0: Grazing, like unconscious grazing. You know, as moms, you know, as you're cleaning up the plates and you're eating everybody's leftovers, or at least I did, you know, or in the breakfast in the morning, they're, oh, they left some pancakes. Well, I'll just have a few of those pancakes and some French toast sticks. And, and you don't even realize how much you're eating. And, you know, I love what this has done for me. It has made me mindful and intentional about. Food and and about what my body really actually needs to thrive.
1: Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. In just a moment, you're about to hear a powerful and inspiring conversation between myself and one of our Fit Mother program members, Deb Armenta. Deb is amazing. I'm just so filled up from this conversation that we just had because Deb just turned 60 years young, and she is completely kicking butt with her health and fitness. But what's cool about Deb's story is that was not the case two years ago. Two years ago, she's going to describe her physical condition was a mess. Her energy was tanked. She was bloated all the time, overweight, and she was going through so many challenging life changes like physically, logistically, and she'll share all of that. But during that time, when all this stuff was shifting for Deb, she made the commitment to start to work on her health because she knew that she was feeling out of alignment and she wanted to restore that alignment. And she knew the body piece was a huge component of it and she needed something sustainable. So in Deb's word, whether it was the grace of God or just happenstance, like she found this program and she started working it. And in her small apartment in San Francisco, she started swinging those kettlebells, making better food choices. And the amount of transformation that happened for her over these past two years is absolutely incredible. And I'd love to share Deb's story too, because she's been at this for some time. A lot of people make these fitness kicks, 30-day things, 60, 90, but she's two years plus into this, absolutely loving it, totally on fire. So listen to this episode because you're going to find a lot of inspiration and and straight up inspiration because you are not over the hill. You can make incredible transformations at 60. You can get strong. And Deb even ran a 200-mile relay race with our team. So I'm not going to take the thunder of this conversation because there's so much good stuff in terms of wisdom. And what I love about this conversation too is we don't just talk about... about the tactical stuff on what worked for her on nutrition exercise. We kind of get deep into the psychology, the emotional side of this, the spiritual side of this. And Deb really opens her heart and shares a lot. So without further ado, let's get into this amazing conversation with Fit Mother, Deb Armenta. All right, Deb. Welcome officially to the Fit Mother Project podcast. I'm so happy to have you here.
0: Thank you, Dr. A. It's a privilege to be here, and just thrilled to meet you in person.
1: Or I know this is this is fun. <laughs> like in person, <laughs> online, like it's such a blessing in today's day and age that we have the ability to connect to one another. I mean, there's a lot of like problems we could point out with technology, but I also think the blessings here are that you and I are literally on an interview call right now. You having found this Fit Mother thing online and used it and changed your life. So I feel very blessed that we have this capability in today's day and age. And to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the ladies listening. So they have a little background info on you. Name, age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and family.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you. And it is a, it's a blessing and kind of a mind-boggling reality that we live in, in in so many beautiful ways. But So I'm Deb Armenta, and I just turned 60, which I'm still trying to wrap, wrap my brain around. Ooh. I ran the Ragnar to prove <laughs> that I could still live and breathe and do something challenging with our fabulous fit family. It was. It was such a joy. So I'm a mother of four, my four grown sons that are all bigger than me at this point, taller than me. And I've been married for 36, almost 37 years, and my professional background, I'm, I'm a trained, what's called a pastoral minister. I'm a, I'm a professionally trained chaplain. Um, I've taught at uh, higher education. I've done a lot of chaplaincy work, hospice work, a lot of working with people in very frail situations, um, people with overcoming addiction, homelessness, trauma. So my work sort of continues on now, you know, as I move forward in in this Stage of my life. And the Fit Mother project, I have to say, um, it's just unbelievably fortuitous that it even came across my radar and truthfully I don't even know how I just i really think it was I'm going to call it a graced moment because we were in just huge transition in a very very difficult time i've I've overcome a lot of illnesses in my in my journey I'm a post-cancer patient I'm now six years cancer-free but I had four surgeries related to my cancer and my bilateral mastectomy i um I had five miscarriages actually during the course of of, you know, when we were growing our family. But at the time in 2020, we were in lockdown like everybody else. I was trying to help my youngest son get out the door to college in the middle of this pandemic. Um, we were trying to downsize. So we were in a transition housing wise. I was furloughing out of my work and my husband was working remotely and I had suffered a case of COVID and had ended up in the hospital. And then I had an emergency appendectomy. So I was just, I was suffering from adrenal fatigue, um, just everything, uh, really emotionally, physically. I was bloated. I was sick. I was exhausted and really struggling with some some depression. You know, it was a lot of grieving and a lot of loss. And as we're packing up and we're Putting things into a pod, there's nothing more humbling than realizing that your entire life fits into a pod, and uh, you know, and I'm trying to get my my youngest son, you know, get him in the car and pack him up, and uh, we made the decision to move out to California from Chicago and actually helped some uh, family during the pandemic in a in a remarkable way. But as I was packing and I'm just scrolling through my things on my phone, I see this fit mother thing, and I'm like. Is this is for real? So I started doing a little research and I thought, well, let me try the freebie. And then I, I we're, we're packing up and then we're driving across country. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going all in because I needed something at that moment that was going to, I needed a, a life raft, really, something solid that I could uh, glean onto. My, my eating was just. Horrible. I was terribly bloated. I was at minimum 30 pounds overweight, but even beyond the weight, it was, it was my mind, you know, the COVID fog, the bloating, all the wrong foods, the stress eating, the, you know, too much alcohol. I'll be very candid, you know, that's a, that's a fallback. And as I started to read the materials and I thought, this is exactly what I've been really looking for to transform my life. I mean, I've done, I, I don't know if you're familiar, this will show my age, but I tried way back in the day, Mary Lou Henner. You know, she did no meat, no sugar, no dairy, no alcohol. It was basically lettuce leaves. And I did Atkins and I did Weight Watchers and I did keto and, and but this was different and it is different. And it, because it, it, it put me into a community of people That were, I mean, incredible stories and just they. They walk with me, <laughs> they still walk with me, and and I walk with them, and so we're driving across the country. And I said to my husband, "Okay, this is my eating list. <laughs> this is we're going to Chick Fil A because I want a cool wrap. <laughs> That's it." <laughs> and and just from there, I went on, and so we we moved into a condo in San Francisco for a year, and um, uh, you know everything again locked down, and I could get out, and I could go up and down the embarcadero and I was, you know, talking with Amy and Diane and the whole group and it just took off from there. And yeah, so that's and and here we are two years and two months later. And I love I love this program more and it's, it's taken me through all of these changes and back to Chicago now and living in our, our piece of property we bought and I ran the Ragnar back to celebrate my 60th birthday in October. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. It's just an incredible journey. And my my gratitude is just for what it has given me in not just my body, because the weight will go up and down a little bit, but it's really about a life roadmap. And this is a life roadmap for me. Um, so I just feel hugely grateful, grateful for your whole team because they are some of the best. <laughs> they really are. And they listen to us women whine. I'll, I'll admit it, I'm a whiner some days. <laughs> yeah. And that's
1: part of it, right? This is not easy, but it gets easier like when you get established. And I want to commend you too for during that intense period for also like having the courage or you just, you know, the screw it mentality to actually like add the nutrition on top of all the. Other life changes. I think that's like something that not a lot of people would have done. But I can see as an initiating event that like you're like all this change is happening. Let's get the body going too. And I'd love for you to speak to this too, especially with your line of work and having helped so many people with like deep stuff. How changing the physical body affects maybe like these deeper layers of ourselves, the emotional, the the you know the mental well being, even the spiritual well being. Please speak to that either on my more philosophical level or to your direct experience
0: well you know that's huge and on a personal level i i just know this throughout my entire life and i i have been very i have stayed really through my whole adult life very connected it's a, just an integral part of of who I am and what I do, but it, it, what's so fascinating to me, and I think especially as I get older, I realize more and more that, you know, when it, it's all deeply connected, and when the body goes out of whack, the spirit goes out of whack, and when the spirit goes out of whack, you know, the mind, the soul, however you you call it, it also goes out of whack, and that we can't compartmentalize. When we compartmentalize, that's where the breakdown happens, right? We're, we're meant to be integrated whole human beings and, and that to me is what this journey really is about. It's about full integration and you know I, I've seen this with the people that I've worked with over the years that you know people who have come through just the most unbelievable traumas and they, they begin to take they begin to know the truth of who they are which is that they are beautiful human beings created in goodness Right. And and when people begin to really appropriate that and live out of that, you know, then it's like, well, you know, I've got this part of me over here that's not doing so well. How do I bring this into alignment and how is this going to affect the rest of me? And I and I know this on a, on a firsthand level when I start to go off the program and I know that I'm going a little bit, you know, I've had too much travel, too much stress, too much that it's everything else starts to go that direction. So it's, it's not just about the weight on the scale. I mean, it's it's really about it's about full integration of our of our entire beings.
1: Yeah. Very well said. Beautifully said, in fact. And I think integration is a great word. This alignment, like you naturally move your hands for those listening into like this line, which means that when integrated, it feels like wholeness, that idea of integrity. And and the idea of self-love, perhaps, too. You know, that when we take care of this body, it's like doing good stuff for ourselves, which is an act. It's like a blessing every day of that self-love, which begets more of that. And I also love what you said about like, you know, two years into this journey. Like, it's natural that you have some deviations because those are life Pressures that are constantly, they're like the wind in the air that's like guiding the plane in different directions. But this program and the way you make it yours can be a through line that you can always come back to, and maybe even some bumper rails so you don't go way off the rails compared to other things. So please speak to that. Speak to maybe like how the flow has been over the course of two years, because there's a lot of ladies listening to this that may only be like six months into this. So what's it been like maybe, you know, over a longer course of time following this?
0: No, that's a that's a great question. And and it really is a, a roadmap to me. Um, And I was just talking with my husband about this last night, you know, and, and he was saying the same thing. He said, you know, I, and he's funny, because he says, I see how hard you work and I see how you put yourself into this, into fit moms and everything else you do. And I said, well, yeah, but but he said but i he has such joy because he does know and i see it in myself that um you know different life pressures for instance i did a lot of traveling in my my previous job that i just put the pause button on back in July. But um, so I had five cities I was flying to, to grow these programs for, for folks in, in really difficult circumstances and wasn't eating well. You know, I try, I get into a hotel, I try to find the gym, but it doesn't always work. You know, it's 11 o'clock at night, can't sleep. Oh, let me go grab a, glass of red wine down at the bar, you know, that kind of thing. And um, and then getting back from that and realizing, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm nutritionally depleted. I know this. I haven't been hydrating properly. And then I just pull out my materials and I just begin again. And, you know, the most important thing to me is, is um, and this is a challenge, I think more so for women. And I, I say that because I I raised a house full of men. <laughs> I'm still raising
1: them. <laughs> We'll consider it's you a okay. subject, you're a subject matter expert on on amazing men too, for oh sure. Goodness. Four times yeah. for sure. Oh, and
0: my my husband would throw himself in the category and say, Five, honey, don't forget me. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, <laughs> we have a pretty honest relationship at this point, but um, but it, you know, women are so so full of uh, negative messages and and self-recrimination and really screwed up body images in the media. And you know, we can we can we and I I can could get into that mindset. Well, my body at sixty is not what it was at thirty or forty or fifty, you know, and even six years ago post cancer, you know. And so it's it's really honoring. And I because you named this, Doctor A, and I love that. It's it's really a form of self care and self love. And that's where it has to begin, um, and so that's what I, you know, instead of this recrimination and and you know negative self talk, which we all have PhDs in as women, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just like no, you know what? I really am the best version of myself at this point in my life, and so yeah, it's uh, it's it's those kinds of things I think are the ongoing challenge. Um, but again, just going back to this roadmap. But when I do go off the rails a little bit, you know, it's not, it's not like I've ditched the program. I, you know, even last night I pulled out my recipe book because I have all my pages in a binder and I made the steak and I made the quinoa and I made the peppers and my husband was like, wow, this is
1: fabulous, honey. <laughs>
0: I'm like, Yes. Thank you, Dr. Ray. <laughs> That's like oh,
1: so much wisdom you just shared there. And what came to me as you were speaking is this idea of like acceptance, which is an important part of like gracefully aging, like, like accepting that we go through these different stages. And you can contrast that idea of acceptance with the idea of discontent, but like almost like a good discontent, that discontent when you're like, I'm not supposed to feel bloated and like, I don't want to be like this. So that's like the motivating, initiating discontent that gets us to want to make a change and invest the energy to it. And at the same time, as we go through our journeys, we have this acceptance of like, of the progression of our bodies, of creating new normals, of loving ourselves at every given stage. And I think you can only get there to that acceptance after you've like run the miles of gone through whatever this period is that you needed to make like that initial shift. It's like you can get into more of this acceptance once you've made that change. So I kind of want to get into this period of you actually making the change with the program, going through the phase of FM 30X. Let's get very tactical and talk to you about nutrition. Like when you start this and you read over the Fit Mother Meal Plan, what stood out to you as like either novel ideas or stuff that made sense? Or what did you really start implementing right away that you think like started to move the needle for you?
0: Oh my goodness. So it was it was a huge shift for me. I mean, I I always tried to feed my family well, but, you know, heavy on the carbs, heavy on the breads. Um, But what struck me first and, and I struggled with this was the water. I mean, I, I literally, I, you know, I had the meal plan and the outlines, but more than anything, it was the water discipline. And that was huge for me. And realizing, and I I have to laugh because, again, I'm a mom and I've kind of seen it all at this point. But when you did your video on poop, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, really? But you know what? Water has been transformational to me transformational and so i am a i am a chronic migraine sufferer um, but you know the dehydration issue has come up with me and my neurologist over the years and i i will i still continue to have them but i know that my eating and my drinking of the, the hydrating you know i'll get anywhere from 70 to 100 ounces a day on the days that i don't oh my goodness it's so obvious so that was a that was a, a key and difficult starting point for me so and then shifting, you know, grazing, like unconscious grazing, you know, as as moms, you know, as you're cleaning up the plates and you're eating everybody's leftovers, or at least I did, you know, or in the breakfast in the morning they're, oh, they left some pancakes. Well, I'll just have a few of those pancakes and some French toast sticks. And and you don't even realize how much you're eating. And you know, I love what this has done for me. It has made me mindful and intentional about Food and, and about what my body really actually needs to thrive. Um, and it needs good nutrition and upping my protein. I mean, that was, I, I was a carb loader, heavy carbs, really low on the protein. And I've done a complete about face on that. And that was a challenge because my body naturally craves sugars, craves carbs, you know, two glasses of wine on a night out. And the next morning, I'm like clawing at the walls thinking, oh my gosh, I need to go out and eat donuts now. So, (laughs) you know, I know my triggers. And and so rather than beating myself up over that, it's just, it's being kind and gentle to myself and saying, yep, okay, well, you enjoyed that. And now it's just time to, you know, get back to the water, get back to the protein. And so, yeah, I, I know I digressed a little from your question, but it really is, it was that huge the water first um, shifting at the balanced meals the perfect plate when when I when I came back and I met up with my primary doctor here in Chicago and she's like wow you know you've lost 30 pounds what'd you do I said well I did perfect plate and she kind of looked at me and I said well it's this program and she got a big kick out of that but she noticed the difference so yeah so it's 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 a lot of, you know, taking a lot of what we're kind of thrown at, you know, the cereal commercials. Oh, my goodness. Cereal is one of the worst things you can possibly eat. And, and, as a mother my kids were raised on cold cereal i will tell you right now so yeah there's just a lot of a lot of education and wisdom behind what you have put together that makes it very user friendly that's the key it's user friendly so it's it's very methodical and i thought okay let me just go one step at a time so
1: And I think when you get that structure, like when you start to be more intentional, conscious of your decisions and you stop the unintentional, unconscious grazing and you become more structured you get the ability to practice and you get the ability to build some confidence and some competence and to build up positive momentum because you have a track to follow every day. And even if yesterday wasn't perfect, you have a new track to come back on. And the more you groove that new track, the easier it kind of becomes over time. And now you're here years later kind of working this. So I'd love to talk about exercise too, because you know, you're kicking butt and button lifting weights now at 60. And I want to talk about the idea of strength too, because I think there are a lot of ladies who either have a avoided strength training are now starting to realize the importance of strength training. And it can be intimidating, perhaps for some people, at least to start to get in and do certain kinds of workouts. And I think it's important for women to also understand that you can get dang strong, you know, in your fifties and your sixties and beyond when you have the right program. So let's talk about strength in the exercise aspect of your journey.
0: So, um, I, I love this program. I've, I was active when I was younger. So the exercise part was not unfamiliar to me. And then as I got older, I was a walker, but this was very different for me to, I mean, I, I bought my, first set of kettlebells online, driving across the country. We literally pull into the Bay Area and I said to my husband, they're at Walmart. I look at my phone and said, they just came in, we're going to Walmart before we even go anywhere else. Got my kettlebells. I'd never, ever touched a kettlebell in my life. Talk about intimidating. And um, and even, you know, so self-conscious, even though I'm in this 700 square foot condo in downtown San Francisco, and I got this alcove with no ventilation, there I am swinging my kettlebells um, but that was a huge change for me and there's a couple of things for me just in my own personal life you know I I mean I my knees, uh, are not what they used to be, and I've overdone at different times, and I've hurt my knees, and I know that I have to dial it back. Again, I'm not thirty, but I'm still strong. So, and then I also have arthritis and stenosis in my back, and so, uh, and I just recently had another MRI for my spine, and it's definitely deteriorating. And I'm, I'm aging, as my doctor said, but I know that if I don't move, I won't move. And I see in family members, you know, that have have chosen not to. And it's it's debilitating. So I just want I really I, I see it as critical now. It's not just something to look good. It really is. You know, I also worry a lot. And I've talked to my neurologist about this. I worry about my brain health. And I know I'm reading all the neuroscience on Alzheimer's. My dad had Alzheimer's for 12 years before he passed. Um, and my husband's, got Alzheimer's very, very significantly on his side of the family, but weight training, cardio, I mean, this is all critical for good brain health. So I, that's what I just, um, you know, so the getting over the fear factor, um, doing some routines that to me, I, you know, said a lot of bad words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> out loud, <laughs> but that's okay. What is it? I think it was Diane who said to me, well, that's your battle cry. I said, yes, sir ma'am, that is my battle cry. But then, I mean, just remarkably, to just give an example, I and I posted this because one of the women said, oh my gosh, I started the Apex 10 and I only got to six and I only had five pound weights. I said to her, that was me. I said, and I just did 15 pound kettlebell Apex 10, the heaviest weight I've ever listed both hands because I couldn't even do that six or eight months ago. I said, so just be patient and stay the course because it does evolve. And yeah, the exercise piece, especially the older I get, you know, I I have to do the yoga. I have to. I have to do it for my mobility um, because my joints, if they're not lubricated, they are stiff and I will crawl out of bed, barely able to stand up. So it, you know, at this point in my life, it goes beyond. I mean, I, I sure, I want to look good and I want to feel good, but it's about being the healthiest I can be as my body continues to age, which it will do. So,
1: yeah, such great perspective. And I, just a couple of things jumped out to me as you were sharing that. One is that it's important for us to find many different types of reasons that connect to exercise about why it's important. So the aesthetic reasons, we all have them on some level, but the fact that you now know some of the science and you've dug into it and you have a deeper why around exercise because of brain health, because of family risk factors, because of you know the experience of some of your joints and, and the aging of that, you have so many reasons to exercise. And I think the people that fall off track with exercise maybe only have like, one or two soft reasons. But when you get like four or five strong reasons about why this is essential, you have so many different motivation tracks that makes it a lot more likely that this doesn't become a negotiable thing for you. It's like, I'm going to get exercise in because it helps me on all important levels. And the people who stick to these programs long-term are the people who have reasons. So I, I love that you got into some of the why and the science of this. And you're such a learner and a researcher and obviously very sharp. So that I think that's very powerful. And the grace again, it comes back to this grace with our bodies that, you know, recognize that you need certain things that your knees aren't great. Like I've had several knee surgeries in my right knee. You know, I'm, I'm not as old as you, but I feel the same thing, modifying things, working around limitations instead of accepting them and then finding the path that does work for you. And also to be said, you did run a 200 mile race with our team. So it's like, the knees are bad, but like you can clearly run some miles, right? So, I mean, that's something to be said. And the fact that I'll tell you the the 15 pounds on the apex 10 over over on the fit father side, which also has the Apex 10 workout in the first phase, the majority of the guys who start that for growing can't do that, which is pretty awesome. Not that it's about comparing to comparing, but I mean you're smoking like a, a lot of the guys on that side, and I hope some of them get a chance to listen to this and have some goals to like use those weights that you can use. So that's that's got to be pretty encouraging. I'd, I'd love to hear too what, what your family has said as they've seen you walk this path. Your husband, your sons, like what's been going on? Like what have they said to you? Any NSVs on that front or? any comments said or just like, what's it been like getting healthy with your family around you?
0: You know, that's a, my boys are, are just, they're kind of hilarious. Um, you know, I have one who's a former Marine and, uh, you know, I have another one who did CrossFit for a number of years. And um, so, you know, they initially, it was just kind of like, oh, mom, you've lost weight. Well, thank you. And uh, and then they'd say, wow, look at those kettlebells you bought. That's really impressive, you know? And uh, so it just kind of went on from there. But that I think the the real piece was the Ragnar. When I did the Ragnar with the team, and I actually, when I was when I was running through it, I'd take videos and I'd send them to them. Love you guys. Here I am. I'm on my first leg. It's awesome. And 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 all of them. You know, they actually went out to one of my son's girlfriends as well, and uh, actually two of my son's girlfriends, and they all said, "Gosh, mom, you're such a
1: badass."
0: I'm like, really. Really? <laughs> you know, so it was just kind of beautiful to have them cheering me on and supporting me. And um, although my youngest, I will say, so he's a junior at St. Louis University and he, uh, he'll he come home. He's like, oh my gosh, all you guys are eating is like hippie food. There's chia seeds in there. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, you need to cut back on the pizza, <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you progress into that, you know, through your college years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly as he was a varsity swimmer so i mean he's he's a few years out of that now but um but you know they are they're they're supportive encouraging and you know i feel very um i feel very honored by my my sons you know they they recognize the struggles they know the struggles we've lived them together as a family all the different struggles and uh so they just i i feel they're just beautiful just respect and I'm even afraid to say it admiration, you know, but they are, they're just marvelous men. So, (laughs) yeah. So thank you for asking. That's
1: really wonderful to hear. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure your boys are really, really proud of you. And I just got this kind of like, obviously a huge smile on my face, but the stark contrast between where you were at when you were packing your life into that pod, feeling bloated and exhausted to fast forward two years Running like a relay race with some people you met online, feeling in great shape, sending videos to your family. Like, that's a very stark picture. And what I think is really amazing about that is the woman packing up the pod wasn't thinking about any of these crazy possibilities of doing something like a relay race. You were just kind of looking for a little foothold. So, this tells us that, like, life is this grand adventure where if you can just take these initiating steps and feel in alignment with like your true through line of desire and where you think is like your highest path, the stuff that happens, the blessings, the adventures are like unforetold. You don't even need to know where it's going to go, but it's just so cool for me to hear like the kinds of things you're experiencing now that you probably never would have thought was like an interest or a possibility or whatever, right? It's just, it seems so random, like relay race from, from that, like speak into that a little bit, like just the adventure that comes from getting yourself
0: Healthy. Oh my goodness. Uh you know, I this is just a huge shout out to Amy because she really I I put my name in about ten weeks prior. And then about half I'm so I she gave me the training schedule and then I'm thinking, what did I what did I sign up for? What am I thinking? And then she's like, come on, you can do this. You keep going. And, you know, it's, it, and then we had a couple of Zoom calls and phone conversations and she just kept reassuring me. And, you know, it, it is remarkable because two years and two months ago this would have never been on my radar like ever and and this is what I said actually to our team and and it was hilarious because a, a very close friend of mine last week said to me so you went and ran a race and slept in a van with sweaty people that you've never met before I said yeah and I texted my husband and said I would do this again. <laughs> She's like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, but to your point, I mean, it's true. It's, you know, it's an, it's a remarkable um, mental transformation of saying, you know, and, and I have to really credit Fit Moms for this. And I did say this to our group when we were, you know, kind of packing up and winding down to leave was that this this program, Fit Mothers and Fit Fathers, has made something like the Ragnar accessible to people like me, who never ever would have even given it a blink, like, oh, those are just elite people. But what was even more extraordinary in that, and I just need to digress on this, because this moved me so much, was that group of people being with them, like I had one one of my running, he's called my running buddy now in our text group, you know, he ran with me at 2.30 in the morning. And and these are incredible people that have overcome incredible obstacles. and And that to me was like this this makes sense to me. This is not, you know, it's not just, and I have huge admiration for super ultras that do it for a living, but these are people that have overcome obstacles and joined together sort of in this common mission of just trying to be the best we can be overcoming these obstacles. And I, I, I'm I humbled by that. I really am truly humbled by it and just is so incredibly grateful that I got to hear the stories of just these incredible men and women. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing, and and these folks are my heroes. I got to tell you, they're my heroes.
1: <laughs> and do you know what I think is beautiful? And I'll, I'll I'll speak for them in this sense. Like insofar as you're sitting there feeling like they're a source of inspiration for you you are on the other side, like a node for them that they're probably looking at you being like, oh my gosh, Deb's so amazing. She overcame so much. It's like, it's a reciprocal giving of inspiration and receiving by being in like-minded community. Nothing's like one-sided when it comes to goodness. There's this like mutual exchange and you may not realize it from your perspective, but I know it's happening. And clearly what's this podcast doing? I mean, someone's listening to this and, and finding like inspiration from that. And based on what you shared, I wanna, I wanna talk now about the people that have been involved in this journey because it's one thing to get a meal plan and a recipe book, it's another thing to get some workouts and start to do things. But I know what makes Fit Mother special for so many ladies is there's this community, there's our team, there's this community. You experienced a little bit in Ragnar, but like, what would you speak to like the Fit Mother sisterhood, the groups, interaction with some of the other ladies on the program? How important was that in your transformation? And I'd love for you to share about that.
0: Sure. No, you know that's it's it's huge actually, um, and it it may, it's funny. I was just reflecting on that this morning and just all of the different women. You know, when somebody kind of drops off and you don't see them for a while or, you know, life circumstances and there was one gal, I consider her my friend, I've never met her, you know, but she popped up again and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so happy, I've been thinking about you. I know she had a lot of struggle going on in her life at the time. She said, oh no, I'm back. And there, there is a, um, again, it goes back to the beauty and the incredible gift of technology, right? Like 20 years ago, who would have ever thought we'd be building building communities of camaraderie and friendship and and real deep relationships over over the internet and what's interesting is that, you know, to be able to keep going back to it, you know, when I overused my knees and and just kind of just thought, all right, now I've got to stop for at least a week. I've got to ice and stretch, and I've got to be humble about the fact that I overdid it. You know, when I post that in the 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 diamond group, you know, for the women that have finished all the phases and you know, getting oh yep, yeah, been there, done that. Don't worry, hang in there, you'll get to the next point. And there's there's always an affirming word, and I I feel that in many ways, it's, it's, I don't want to say responsibility, but it's my privilege to be able to do that for other women too. Um, Because, you know, we have all, you know, all of us have a story. We've all gone through the ups and downs of life. You know, none of us come out of this, (laughs) this life. It's never just a a free ride down an easy river, you know? (laughs) So yeah, it's a, but the sisterhood, it's a place where you meet people, where you gather people, you check in, you support each other. If you fall off the wagon, you know, people rally with you. Uh, It's it's really, it's, I'm kind of like at a loss for words. It's a marvelous, marvelous thing that has become a a, a big part of my just checking in with everybody you know it's a you know big part of checking in so yeah it's if that was your invention Dr. Ray it's genius
1: (laughs) I'll tell you it's something honestly that just kind of happened I consider it more of like an emergent property like we're like we should probably get everyone in a group but the magic happens when the people are there and the connection happens it's not something you can create it's something that you can create a container for but it's this is just like goodness of, of people and I think another thing that's interesting is for for many of us, as we get older, it's not always that our closest local friends and family are on the same wavelength. I mean, some people are blessed to have like really healthy, fit local friends, but other people, like, you don't have that opportunity. So it's kind of fun to have what, if you're considered crazy, I don't know if you are in your local friend group, they're like, oh my gosh, she's doing her kettlebell workouts in the morning again. Like, you're now in a group of people where this is the norm. And, and I think it's good to have there's that quote that your character is the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. Whether or not that's true, I think the idea behind it is there. If you're around like high standard groups of people, you elevate yourself. We rise to the occasion. The strength of the human spirit rises to the occasion. And this gives us a chance to rise and and, and elevate others too. So I think that's amazing. Absolutely. And then I guess one thing that comes to my mind too is... It's like a capstone. It's like the cherry on top of the cake is when we get to go through these journeys and then turn it around into service. And so I think this is probably a, like, probably a hallmark of your career and your work is like to go through your own journeys of you know finding yourself, finding love and truth and purification and whatever that means to you. And then to be able to guide others in that. It's the same in the physical domain too. And you came on this podcast for that reason as well, to be able to give that blessing to others. So I honor you from that. And it's obviously a big theme in your life. So thanks. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It is absolutely. It's the driving, it's the driving energy at the, you know, I think of it as there's a river, right? But then at the river underneath the rocks is the current and that's the current that's running below all of this other stuff happening. And it's, it is, it's, it's, that's the current, uh, you know, by the, by grace, that's the current of my, my life that I continually tap back into. So yeah.
1: Okay, well, a couple final questions, because this has been an amazing conversation. One is going to be a question I like to ask, and is that to you now, going through what you've gone through, what does it mean to be a fit mother?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Embracing the best of who I am created to be. Embracing it. Embracing it. You know... Not just identifying it, but embracing it and then living out of that. And I, I really mean that. I mean, I, it's, you know, I, I say it with just complete and total passion because, uh, it, as we've already discussed, it's body, mind and spirit. And I, I, I really, that's what it is for me.
1: Nice. Okay. So now next question is, what advice would you give to a woman following this program who's in the first six months, maybe even the first couple months, but like in that initial phase, any words of wisdom that maybe haven't been shared yet or just words of encouragement? What would you say to a woman starting this out?
0: Uh, My encouragement is um, don't despair don't give up, know that it's there. You can pick it up again. And these are probably the hardest words of all because I have to play them to myself still is to not worry too much about the number on the scale because there is going to be that little bit of movement as we always talk about in the group. But it really is this overall um body mind spirit of of transformation um and and when life sets you back it doesn't mean that it's over and done with you just kind of pull everything open again and and move forward but not to give up not to give up that's my biggest encouragement because um there's there's just too much goodness waiting there's too much reward it's like why stop there just keep going <laughs>
1: yeah for sure and that's why it's so important for these conversations because it's the idea of like you're digging for gold and you're just a couple strikes away, that kind of concept, it's so important that ladies can see someone like you that's been two years down and you can confidently say from your direct experience, keep going because there's more awesome. So I appreciate you really being holding the container for the space of that conversation, that message today. And I want to know the final question is what's next for you? Like looking into next year, we're going through the holidays. It's we're recording this in November 2022 2023 is right around the corner a lot of people are going to be doing New year's resolutions but thankfully this year you know you have that on the background of like already have a system do you have any new goals for next year stuff you're interested in exploring with your body or your health or anything just life in general
0: oh gosh um so I'm I'm kind of on sabbatical from work so my my work kind of you know I I'm, I'm kind of leaning into finding out what the next part of my work life will be so that's kind of huge on my horizon but but I actually sent Amy a little message and toyed with the idea of this half marathon they signed up for down in, in South Carolina and she gave me the dates and I said well I could do a couch to half marathon I did the couch to 5k and she sent me the app and she said yep you can do this so I'm 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 still toying with it so um but I know that I do and you know it isn't just about running the race right I mean that's a that's a good thing but it is about um, For me, it's just about overcoming fear, overcoming anxiety, overcoming you know looking around. Well, that guy just ran a uh, you know five minute mile, you know, and I'm still trucking along here. But it's it's just about again, it goes back to being the best that I can be and um, knowing that there's always something new to embrace. I mean, there really is always something new to embrace. I mean, that's that's the hope that we're called to live in, even in you know struggling times. There's that hope piece is critical.
1: So that's so well said. And, and I mean, just to, if there's not much i could plus on that but it's like what you're describing is growth you're describing growth growing into new challenges stepping into the unknown and it's so apparent to me seeing all the ladies in fit mother and the guys in fit father that one of the biggest changes that happens when you embrace this physical journey is that you start to get into growth mode because you have to face uncomfortable things and make changes and then that mentality just translates into other areas of your life and so many people unfortunately make the mistake you know midlife where they do think they're kind of over the hill and they stop growing because they're not forced to grow like you were when you were in school or maybe when your career was starting. You can get into this rut, but now like possibilities, new life, like what's around the corner? I don't know, but I know that you have a body that's going to be a beautiful vehicle for you for many years to come. And, and I hope that you do gain... I know you're going to gain the clarity on next steps of your career and you're going to continue to help people. And I just want to thank you again on behalf of our entire Fit Mother community for being a perfect example of what a Fit Mother is, for working this program with just so much fervor and passion and integrity and all this stuff. It's been a wonderful conversation, Deb. Thanks again.
0: Thank you, Dr. A. Thank you for everything you do. And it's been a privilege and a joy.
1: Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute. And it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission.